Radio MD. RadioMD.com. It's time for the Dr. Lee Vin Oker Show. Here's Dr. Lee. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, my next topic, pretty interesting. I'm sure we've all heard it before in our relationships. Don't use that tone with me. Uh, my next uh, guest is an expert. Dr. Paul Coleman is a psychologist in private practice for the last 30 years. Uh, and he has a website, talkbypaul.com. So uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Coleman. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thanks for being on. So this was an interesting study that talked how the tone that couples use during couples therapy could predict whether the relationship would last. And, you know, this is funny. I have um, a friend who was going through that and uh, went to marriage counseling and within 15 15 minutes of the two of them communicating and just, I guess, introducing themselves, the counselor actually said, I'm sorry, this is not going to work. I I can't help you, (laughs) which I thought to myself. And they did eventually get divorced. So uh, there must have been something that that uh, uh, marriage counselor had picked up uh, within 15 minutes. So let's talk a little bit about this study. Sure. Well, the researchers took 100 couples, and they uh, analyzed hundreds of conversations that those couples had in therapy over a two-year period, and they looked at voice tone, and then they followed these couples for five years to see which couples stayed together at the end of the five years and which had broken up. And then they tried to say, is there anything about the voice tone that we picked up on that could have predicted these results? And they found that with 79% accuracy, which is pretty much unheard of in the social sciences, yeah. they were able to predict which couples would stay together and which would break up. Hmm. So, and what is it um, about the tone? You know, what were the things that they looked at or that you could identify in the tone? They seem to determine that high pitches high intensity um, seem to be the culprits, um, which is usually related to high emotionality. And what what the effect was, was on the listener. So if someone's talking to you and they're very high-pitched and high intensity, you don't really, in my view, get a feeling that you're being cared about or listened to. So it's a real turn-off. And it's those subtle messages that happen during conversations that count the most. You know, studies have shown that maybe only 7% of the words account for what the full communication effect is in a conversation. Hmm. The rest is voice tone, which accounts for maybe 38%, and body language, which accounts for 55%. Wow. So when someone says, I love you, but their body language doesn't doesn't say that, they don't hear, I love you. Hmm. Now, did they take into account, you know, there are some people that just have uh, either their demeanor or their, you know, they they just have a voice that's high-pitched or nasal or something that could be annoying in any situation. So did was, was any of that, how do you take that into account? 
Well, they did find that, you know, uh, 20% of the people, you, you couldn't predict it based on the voice tone. So clearly oh. there are other variables at play. You know, what it really boils down to is, does the person I'm talking to, do I get a felt sense that they care about me? So if that person t- does tend to naturally have a high-pitched voice or they get very intense, you might not interpret it in a negative manner if everything else is going pretty well. But if, if you do interpret it negatively, then yes, over a period of time, that adds up. And it's, it's important to note that this was over a two-year period. So any couple having an argument, anyone having a high-pitched voice in an argument, that in and of itself does not mean the relationship's in trouble. But if it continues, if that's the main way you communicate when there are differences, it's not a good sign. Mm. Now, I had read somewhere, you know, they talk about the, the, um, how loud your voice is and interpreting that with, um, anger. But there are some people that get, well, first of all, there are loud talkers. I think I'm included in that group. Um, and then there are people that, you know, when they get excited, they get loud, you know? So how do you determine, um, and, and I've had, people say, and and I know people where you're like, oh, you're yelling, but it's not like you're yelling at them. You're excited about something, and it could be a good excitement. Right. Well, I, I think that the researchers in this case were interested not just in in how the, the tones came across, high-pitched or intense, but how they were received. So if they were received negatively, clearly that's a problem. And and that's what people have to work on in, in therapy is if you have a high-pitched and you can you come across aggressively or with hostility or with disdain, those key ingredients will, will tear apart your relationship over time, regardless of the topic that you're discussing. Hmm. So how do you work on that? that that's, that's a difficult okay. thing to work on. It. What do you tell your well, patients? A few things. Um, just, just in terms of, of anger management, <clears throat> I tell people, if you're having an argument at home or a loud discussion, sit down. <laughs> the very act of standing up and walking around while you are angry intensifies the anger. Huh. Sitting down helps you know, temper it a little bit. The other thing that research has discovered is that if you are angry and you're talking in an above-normal conversation, uh, tone, which is what most people do when they're angry, it adds to the sense of anger. If you try to speak in a tone or a conversational level that's a little bit below normal conversational tone, it tends to reduce your felt sense of, of being angry. So, so quiet, try and quiet your voice while you're yep. yelling at somebody? <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? But if you do that, if you say, bear with me, let me, let me, let me try this again, take a breath, and you speak more calmly, you will feel less angry. Uh-huh. So that's the whole point. It's how to feel less angry. Whenever we have any emotion, there's many thoughts that 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 are that come out after that emotion. Every every emotion brings out about a hundred different thoughts. So if you're getting angry, you're going to have angry thoughts, and those angry thoughts are going to make you angrier. So if we can calm down the anger, the angry thoughts start to go away. Huh. Okay. So lower your voice, sit down. Right. Any other <laughs> tips yes. for when you're well, upset? Research, research shows that couples who are hostile or argumentative 
but who succeed have a ratio of at least five positive interactions for every one negative, and maybe oh. closer to ten positive interactions for every one negative. So I tell people it's like money in the bank. For every argument, you withdraw $10 from your account. For every positive interaction, you put a dollar in. At the end of the week, you have to have money in that account. And if you do, you can probably withstand and be okay with those occasional um, arguments. But if the amount of positives are low because you're busy, you work, you have kids, uh, then the arguments stand out and they cost you too much emotionally. Mm-hmm. Well, it does make sense. And I, I know we probably only have a minute, but it is still better to talk it out. You know, there are those passive aggressive people that hold it in. So it's better to right. talk it out, right? It's so much better to talk it out. You know, if you're holding it in, then what's going to happen is it's going to explode later and you're going to resent it. And then you're going to have that high pitched, intense <laughs> voice. And the other person might be thinking, what's going on? We were just talking about, you know, where to go to the movies. Why are you so upset? Well, they're upset because of the buildup. So you don't want to have that buildup. That's for sure. Huh. So, yeah, some some interesting and good tips that um, I imagine people can work on even uh, before they have problems. Well, I want to thank my guest, Dr. Paul Coleman, uh, talks by paul.com this is the dr leave Oker show it's health from the outside in on radio md where feeling good starts with looking good stay tuned into your health